Welcome to the Conversation Starters. This is a podcast about getting beyond small talk and into better conversations with anyone. I'm Hannah. And I'm Karina. And today we're going to be talking about our third and final rule of good conversation. Develop your own style. Yeah, if you've missed our recent episodes, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to rule one and rule two before this one because they all work together really well. And we'll come back to that later. Um, But first we can share our question of the week. So our question this week is, are you more drawn to people that influence you or to people that you want to influence? And another way you can formulate this is, are you more drawn to people you want to be like or are you more drawn to people that you can help? I don't know why, but I have had some extremely interesting conversations around this question because it gets at kind of who you look for in a room. Um, people that you've sought out intentionally in the past or just different patterns that you find yourself in with your friendships. So go out and try this one out, see what kind of conversations you have. So to recap the last couple episodes, we talked about our three rules of good conversation. Now the first rule, find what fascinates you, means to look at the person you're going to talk to and find what genuinely interests you about them, about life, whatever it is. Don't feel like you have to ask the obligatory question. The second rule is consider your context, respecting the situation that that person comes from and the place where you are, just keeping that in mind and letting that um, kind of fuel the way you handle the conversation. So today we're going to be talking about the third rule, develop your own style. And I absolutely love this rule. The first two are more focused on other people. Um, The third one is very introspective. I think the ultimate goal of conversation is to get to know people, get to know individuals and their differences and their similarities. And this rule kind of gives us the space to to develop this uh, self-knowledge and self-awareness of who we are, how we are, and how we interact with other people. I think all of us have an idea of what a good conversationalist is like. And I mean, I think of someone who's very confident, outgoing, witty, and they, they're the type of person that can think on their feet and just draw people out. But they're also very emotional and warm, and you trust them right away. You know, these are all qualities that I I think of. And, and I think we're conscious of the fact that we're doing a podcast about becoming, you know, better at conversation or having good conversations. And it's important for us to say that We really don't want, we don't want to say that you need to be like a different kind of person. One of the things for this podcast that's a huge value for us is we believe that you have intrinsic value and that Mm. you have something about yourself that is unique and should be shared. And we also believe the people around you have value. And so our goal is always going to be, you know, encouraging you to move toward them and to share yourself and not to try to be something that you're not. I love repeating this again and again because every single person has intrinsic value. You have so much value and it's beautiful when you can communicate that with the people around you. So when we say develop your own style, we just mean strive for authenticity in your conversations. So your humor, your values, your your history, um, this should play out in the way you talk, the way you treat other people, all of it. Um, I think, for example, about my husband, Caleb, he's really detail oriented. He's a technical person. He likes understanding how people do things well. 
So if he asks someone about their work or their hobbies, this isn't just small talk. He always has a lot of follow-up questions and it's completely different from the way I would connect with a person, but It works for him because he always ends up getting invited to see people's spaces, like their collections or their studios, the places that they go fishing. These are contexts where people are doing things, and it fits him as a person to meet them in this way. Um, So you can ask yourself, what is it that I want to be known for? Uh, How do I genuinely connect with others, or how do I want to connect with them? What parts of life am I interested in? Um... We all need to ask ourselves these questions because hiding yourself or pretending to be something you're not is just not satisfying. We, we always say that someone who's confident is someone who knows who they are and is, is just comfortable with it. I guess this is a good starting point for conversation and growing in conversation because once I know who I am, um, I can focus on the conversation itself. I can focus on the other people. I can focus on... Uh, encouraging others I can focus on just being involved in the conversation without it constantly uh, taking away from who I am or adding to who I am in everything that's being said yeah exactly I think to illustrate this you can think about what it feels like when you are um, lying or exaggerating or you know making an excuse and people are asking you questions you are constantly in a reactive state you're thinking like your, your, your mind is racing trying to sort of complete a story around what's happening so you're you know every time someone says something to you you're kind of reacting to it or measuring oh did they did they accept that did they believe that do I need to say it a little differently you're always couching what you're saying and Um, You know, that may sound like an extreme example, but I think when we are not really sure who we are and we walk into a room thinking about who we're supposed to be or what um, does the person in front of me want me to be. I like what you said about reaction. And I, I definitely can give an example from my own life. I was a very, very sarcastic person. I still think I'm I'm pretty sarcastic. I have some sarcasm up my sleeve in every situation. But um as I, as I started realizing more and going on this journey of getting to know myself and understanding who I am, I definitely, uh, I definitely noticed that my sarcasm was a very, very strong defense mechanism where I was mostly just reacting to, to things that made me slightly uncomfortable in conversation by throwing out a very sarcastic joke that usually kind of threw the ball into the court of the other person and the other person had to kind of either catch it or say something back but I was always like in the place of power because I kind of deflected the tension of the conversation and as I as I kind of understood more of that and asked myself where this was coming from why I felt insecure in these things and and all of that I I realized that the more confident I became the less I needed to kind of default to my sarcasm. And I feel like at this point, I'm having much more healthy conversations because I'm able to kind of regulate that. Okay, that is a great example. I've shared one of my main examples, which is just simply, I was really, really shy. And I developed a role, I guess, in different friend groups of you know, providing a topic of conversation. And this developed with people, you know, remembering a question I had asked and saying, oh, do you have another question for us? Because at some point I stopped, I really did stop being shy and I became 
I mean, almost more of like a leader or a host or someone who's setting the tone for a group. And so I felt really confident. And at the same time, I have learned that this is such a fragile um, identity that I have because when I'm in a new a new workplace or with a new group of people, it's like that can just be gone. I don't like just coming into a new place and being someone who initiates what we're going to do or talk about until I've really understood, you know, the dynamics at play. And so like when I moved to Lebanon, I just completely lost this pretty big part of who I who I was or how I saw myself. And it it's taken like I mean, it's taken probably a year and a half and just finding my community or people who kind of drew it back out of me and feeling, you know, uh, more comfortable. And I think by the time that you and I met, I mean, really, it was still kind of a new thing. And so as we started talking, I think that drew it out even more and to the point where we could actually do this project together. So yeah, it's it's not just like a, a before and after, like I figured out this trick for myself and then I was set for life. It's constantly something I'm relearning. I think it's really important to keep in mind what you're saying, that uh, you will go through phases. I've gone through phases where I felt like I was so confident and like I knew who I was and I could step into a room and just devote myself to everyone around me. And other times where I felt so self-conscious and so um, insecure in who I was. And it was it's just a fluctuation in our lives. Sometimes when you want to find your identity as a third culture child it can be a true roller coaster uh but it's kind of it's kind of a question of where do i go when i feel like that and for me personally it's been helpful for me to always come back to my faith in jesus and know that i am unconditionally accepted and loved because there is grace for whatever might have happened and there's also grace for my future and right now i'm also going through a phase of kind of a loss of identity Maybe maybe a better word for it is culture shock. I, I've come to Switzerland a lot of times before and it's not a foreign country to me. I know the language, I know the people. I've been here a lot of times, but this is the first time that I'm coming here and like starting a new chapter of my life. And so this definitely kind of shifts everything and pushes up so many questions about who am I? How do I fit in? And again, as you said, when you moved to a new place, there were people who drew out your your character who drew out your strengths from you and kind of reminded you of who you are and helped you integrate it into the new place you were in. I think that's a very helpful part wherever you go. And it's not something that you have to figure out before you can have good conversations, but it's something that you figure out as you have conversations and as you connect with people and let them into what you've experienced and who you are. You brought up beliefs and I really think Okay, beliefs and even things like politics, the way you, the things that you believe about humanity or human rights or, you know, purpose in life, these things will influence the way that you interact. And I mean, really believe, because there are things that we say we believe or post online and that kind of thing. But like, I mean, what's underlining it all, what we actually believe, this is going to come out in your conversation with other people. For me, like a change in my my faith or in, in my beliefs, it it moved me from being quite a judgmental person and and sort of protecting myself or surrounding myself with people that I 
felt like I related to or um, approved mm. of to a completely opposite mindset. And for me, it was a, a spiritual thing, like experiencing unconditional love from Jesus. It makes me realize that I had a lot of conditions on how I loved people. So I had to change that or I had to admit that I don't actually believe it. And this change is central to what I shared in the first episode. Like I wanted to be, overcome shyness, not because of something in myself that I felt like I needed to share, but because I saw something in other people that I really liked. I, I guess one thing we're coming back to a lot is, you know, you are also very shaped by the people around you. Yeah, that's a really important point, because I think that there's so much you can do on your own in discovering who you are. But as a person in community and society, we have another really, really amazing resource to get to know ourselves. And it's it's the people around us and especially the people that know us best. I think for me, a good way has been to, to kind of tell others the things that stand out to me in them. Like, oh, Hannah, you're really good at taking my ideas and putting them into bullet points that I can say later. This is something you do really well. And when I start notice, noticing these things in you, I kind of create this conversation around, okay, so maybe you're going to start thinking, huh? I wonder what Karina's uh, strength is or how she helps me usually. And it kind of just triggers this type of thought. Yeah, that's a great way to put that. I love that. Okay, so let's bring it all together. All three rules, they really work together in a way that, especially I think this one, um, developing your own style and not trying to be someone else and being authentic and then considering the context, considering the people around you and so on. Because, okay, so... You can be really genuine and be yourself while still shifting to fit where you are. Mm. And I think actually it becomes a strength uh, at some point when you're able to adapt your personality to the people that are around you and allow yourself to, to be genuine and authentic in who you are, but still regarding your context. And uh, I think that's really hard because I know so many people and I've done it myself where because I'm trying to be authentic and just trying to be true to myself, I end up hurting people or I end up really um, pushing people away because they're not comfortable with with how I come off. An example of this is like, um, you may be someone that has just like a really wicked sense of humor or someone who maybe, let's, okay, I... Well, this came up in a conversation recently, like you want to process difficult things through humor. Okay. But you're also someone who really cares for others. Yes. All right. You may want to make some jokes about the situation or whatever, because that is true to who you are, but it's also a high priority to you to care for someone who's going through a hard time and it's not going to land well with them. Yes. So you're like, keeping part of yourself away from them for this time, but you are still honoring the part of yourself that cares for people. That's not being inauthentic. I guess the first rule, find what fascinates you, this is addressing boring conversations. And the second one, consider the context, this is for the uncomfortable or the rude ones. And then this rule, this is addressing the fake conversations or Honestly, just the fears that keep us from connecting with people in the first place, the things that are holding us back. Yeah, definitely. So that's a good place to wrap up. You guys can find us on Instagram and you can find the questions of the week there under the conversation starters. 
Also, make sure to subscribe and tune in for next week's episode. And thank you for listening. Bye.